Welcome to the Spreading Success Podcast, bringing you the best habits, routines, and strategies from the most elite entrepreneurs in the game to help you find your path to success. Now, let's get right into the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Spreading Success Podcast. My name is Ram Raviv, and I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by Enzo Fiore. How are you doing, man? What's going on, man? How are you? Not too bad. I'm doing great, man. I've been recording so many podcasts, just meeting new people. It's been a really, really amazing experience so far. That's great. Yeah, I love the podcast, dude. It's amazing. Yeah, so many, so many opportunities. People just don't realize. Uh, But let's get a little bit into your story. So for the listeners that are not really familiar with what you do, can you just give us a quick 60-second snapshot of what you're currently up to and what you're really doing right now? 100%. Yeah. So, um, you know, my name is Enzo Fiore. Uh, I'm 19 years old. I am, well, my full-time, full-time job um, is real estate. So I, I am luxury real estate market out here in LA, uh, mostly Bel Air, Hollywood Hills, Beverly Hills. So, uh, you know, I do homes anywhere from like five to 250 million. So super high end, a lot of celebrity clients. Um, you know, yeah. So I've had the opportunity to actually work with like some of the most, you know, wealthy, some huge business people. So it's, it's been really good because like I've learned from so many of these people just interacting with them, uh, you know, in business and buying properties for them and stuff mm-hmm. like that, man. So, um, and then, yeah, I have real estate and then I also, you know, run Instagram. I do private coaching for young millennial entrepreneurs, uh, you know, about getting started because, you know, there's really, you know, people like you out there, there it's, it's slim, you know, but, but yeah. for us, we need to really, you know, help people. Cause you know, when I was younger, I didn't have that. I didn't have, there weren't too many millennial entrepreneur type guys on Instagram or anything like that. So I really didn't have that guidance. So I think now, you know, with the social media world and everything, uh, you know, we got to get our yeah. message out there. Yeah. And that's definitely something that we're going to get into actually right now talking about your early life. So can you kind of take us back to your middle school and high school days what were they like? Were you kind of a grade A student? Were you kind of hustling on the side? Just take us back to that time period. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, you know, I never really was like a great student. I, I, I never really got good grades. I was definitely not an A student. Um, <laughs> but you know, cause it, it was cause I was more interested in other things, you know, like I saw school as like, you know, I need to do it, but it's like, at the same time, I don't feel like it's really going to help me you know, in life, because I didn't, I didn't want to be a doctor, I didn't want to be a lawyer. So I, you know, I, I didn't think it was really necessary for me. So school wasn't really my thing. Um, you know, I was always kind of just doing things differently from other kids. Like I was always, I always had a side hustle, like you mentioned, like, yeah. I did music, you know, I did some producing for people, I was always hooking up the kids in school with some beats and stuff to rap on. Uh, you know, so I, I was always getting my hustle on man. Um, but, you know, I, and I never really was popular in school because, you know, I was always doing other stuff. Everybody else was, you know, getting good grades, talking about college. And there I was, you know, getting ready to move to L.A. and just leaving my town and, and, and just going after my dreams. So, yeah, honestly, and just thinking about that very similar situation to me, there are not a lot of people that are really on the same wavelength. And that obviously impacted my, my high school experience as a whole. Um, but obviously, yeah. when you first started out with entrepreneurship, even just having that different mindset, there are tons of people around you, whether that be your friends, family, community, that just were reacting towards when you told them you want to be different and you don't want to pursue the traditional nine to five. So can you kind of walk us through how your family uh, and friends and community, how they responded when you initially told them, you're like, 
I'm not doing this whole traditional nine to five thing. I'm, I'm going into business by myself and I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, bro. I, I love this question. I love talking about this because, you know, I feel like a lot of, a lot of people trying to do this, a lot of young people go through that same thing. So yeah. that's definitely interesting for me. So, you know, most of my family, I mean, my parents were different, right? My parents have always been supportive of me and whatever I do. But at the same time, at first, there was definitely pushback. Like yeah. when I, when I said, Hey, mom and dad, Hey, friends and family, I'm, I'm planning on not going to college. I want to move to LA and, you know, be great. They were like, uh, well, what do you mean? You need to go to school to be successful. You need to go to college to, you know, have any chance of making any type of money in the world. And, you know, I was, I was so determined that, you know, it meant something to me, but it didn't like, I knew either way that I was going to do it. But at the same time, it, you know, it kind of hurt. Cause I was like, okay, well, if you really want me to do well, then why aren't you supportive of this? And, you know, there was definitely that pushback at first, but, you know, I, once I started actually, you know, taking action and I had yeah. these things on my plate, I feel like things kind of turned around a bit at first, you know, it sucks because, you know, the, obviously, I mean, if your kid, if a kid in your family is going to go and do his own thing, not go to college, that's definitely different from the norm. So you're yeah. obviously going to be cautious at first. But, um, you know, once I started to have things on my plate, then it was a little more, you know, it was a little more easier to talk to them. But, you know, to be honest, as far as friends go with that whole thing, none of my friends now are friends that I had before. If you know what I mean, I'm sure yeah. you've gone through the same thing. Yeah. Like, honestly, right now I just keep it like super small. Like I, I really, I really That's am not hanging out with too many people. Cause you know, there's so many, there's so many things I got to do that. It's just like, you know, I don't have time for drama. I don't have time to be around people that don't want to do anything with their lives. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, that's, that's, that's a whole nother topic, but yeah, I mean, definitely there's pushback and, but, but all these, all these young people need to understand that's part of it. Like you're going to get that no matter what. So it's okay. It's going to work out in the end. Everybody understands, uh, you know, in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me in college, it's just some people, they're just, brainwashed into believing the only way out is the nine to five and there's no other way they can make money. And at the end of the day, a lot of my friends are not on the same wavelength as me, but something that yeah. I talked about in a, in a previous podcast episode is the difference between having virtual friends and real friends. So for me, even though some of my friends don't really agree with what I'm doing and don't really see the, the potential in the future, I, I'm still kind of friends with them. Not like obviously as invested because I like to spend more of my time on things like podcasting and just meeting friends that even though they're not in person, it's still a, a virtual friendship, which can obviously continue to keep pushing me. And yeah, the whole problem with college is that obviously you're going to have friends in, in your class and things like that. But when you don't go to college, which is what you did, a lot of people are perceived as low lives and bums and not productive, not doing anything in their life. And that's a stereotype that, that really annoyed me early on when I was just thinking about my college career. It's just like, how does oh, it, yeah. how does it impact me? And also for the parents, like if, if you're, if your parents are talking to, to their friends or something and they're like, Oh yeah, what college does your kid go to? Like, yeah, he's, he's an entrepreneur. You know, they're like, Oh, so you so your kid's a low life, right? You know, that's just like the automatic assumption, which, which kind of pisses yeah. me off. But at the end of the day, like that's really how society is nowadays. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, dude, I would love to like, I, I, like I said, I love this question because it's such a huge thing right now. Like it, it's still, it's still the norm to go to college and, mm -hmm. and, and get a job and everything that, you know, that standard path that everybody talks about. But I feel like it's, a, it's 
it's changing a little bit with all the, you know, entrepreneurs like us getting on social media and kind of like influencing younger people. But yeah, I think, I, I think that's a huge problem because the whole college mindset is like, I mean, I don't want people to get offended by this, but like, you know, the whole college mindset is like, go to co- like college trains you to be an employee. Exactly. Like they, they train you to, to work for somebody else. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, if you're not building your own empire, you're building someone else's. And I think college, you know, frankly, trains you to build someone else's empire. And if you don't want to do that, if you want to build your own empire, then, you know, college might not be right for you. But I don't think, I I don't think, you know, parents and and family quite understand that because they, you know, obviously most of them went the standard path and that's what they know. Yeah. And for me, the thing is though, with, with all the, the whole content and a lot of people are dropping a lot of courses so with, with that yeah. new innovation, it's making college like honestly obsolete because you can buy a course for like, let's just say 500 to to $1,000 and they could teach 100%. you how to make real money, not how to like write or some, do something in music or, or like psychology. You know, it teaches you like tangible things and will help you yeah. make money. And, and honestly, like the, the reason why I'm going to college, I know we're talking about like college and whatever, but for me, the whole reason why I'm going, I kind of have like a rare situation, which is why I'm still in college. Um, I was, I was a pretty good student in high school, so I got like pretty good grades. So I ended up getting a full ride in a, like a prestigious honors program. So yeah, you can't pass that up. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, you know, I'm getting like connected with very high level people, even if they're not entrepreneurs themselves and just connecting with those people, high level thinkers, not, not people that are not doing anything. They're just different. Obviously everyone has a different path. They're doing whatever their finance, uh, and all those different things, whether it be business or not. But just that, that networking alone and being able to develop the soft skills and have the connections for the future. Cause obviously if I'm building my own empire, if, and I, if I need something in finance or I need a question or whatever, if I need a network, that's definitely going to be yeah. very, very valuable. And so for me, it's not really about the whole major itself. It's just about the whole thing that things outside of the specific classes itself that college really has to offer. hundred percent. Dude, I think that's a great outlook. You know, when I, what, <laughs> One of the things that goes through my mind and that I, that I talk to people a lot about, I actually have a few friends at Harvard because I'm, I'm actually from Boston originally. Yeah. So um, I have a few friends at Harvard and all we talk about is like, okay, Harvard is an Ivy League, like crazy money, right? Crazy money to go there. But the money really isn't for the education, you could argue, because, you know, the education is college education and same education, but you're paying for the connection. So I think that if if people going to college have that mindset, I think college would be 100% like, you know, worth it, like make the connections. You have a great mindset on that, dude. I love that. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, it's very unpopular opinion. Everyone's like, you know, major the hard skills, but I kind of see it the other way. It's, It's not only been through me, it's through talking to people who are in similar situations to me, entrepreneurs who obviously want to break free from the whole nine to five rat race. It's definitely something that, yeah. that I've, that I've had the conversation with a lot, with a lot of my guests, but uh, I want to quickly transition to exactly what you do, providing value to listeners for, to provide skills and things that they can really take away. So let's just start out with how did you really get into real estate just to begin with? Yeah. So pretty crazy story. So, you know, like I said, I did music, um, you know, in high school and everything like that. So the reason I moved out to LA originally was to pursue music and, um, acting. I actually like, I, I came out here for a trip for music and I ended up getting a role, uh, in a TV show. So that's why I came out here originally. I came out to film the TV show, thought I was going to be here for two months and 
ended up staying here until, you know, right now. So, um, I was, I was going to film a music video, right? So I found this awesome dope house online. I think it was on Zillow, a uh, huge mansion in Beverly Hills that I want to film my music video at. So, you know, of course I had to call somebody to get that house for the music video. So that person was a real estate agent because the house ended up being on the market. Mm-hmm. So called the real estate agent. I'm like, Hey, I want to get this house for a music video. She's like, yeah, totally. We, you know, we had a whole phone conversation and she's like, Hey, come to my office. Let's talk about it. Cause you know, I was a 15 year old kid calling a real estate agent, wanting a house to film a music video at. So she had to make sure I was legit. Right. I could have been anybody. So, you know, I went down to her office, um, you know, 15 year old kid walking up in, in Rodeo Realty, Beverly Hills. It was a weird thing, but you know, I ended up getting to talking with her and, uh, you know, we made the music video happen, but you know, I kind of became friends with this woman, the real estate agent. And, you know, one day I was driving through Beverly Hills with, uh, with my mom. And I was like, oh my God, like there's, there's gotta be so much money in real estate. Cause look at these houses. This house is for 20 million. This house is for 30 million. So I was like, all right, I need to get into real estate, whichever way I can do it. I need to get into it. So I, I took this real estate agent lady out for lunch. I said, look, I'll work for free, whatever I need to do. I want to get my foot in the door on your real estate team. So, you know, the rest is history. I, I, I became an intern after that, uh, after that lunch meeting. Um, I became an intern with her. I literally called 20 different real estate agents, by the way, before this lady. So that that's going to, I'm going to come back to that later when we talk about, you know, takeaways for the audience, but I literally called 20 real estate agents in one day, left 20 messages, followed up with all of them. One lady responded out of those 20 and that's the lady I ended up, uh, you know, interning with. And that's how I, that's how I got into the business. Mm-hmm. yeah man that's actually crazy especially when you're 15 you know uh, no one really like respects you when you're 15 even though you have all the right intentions and everything going for yeah. you know, you're still a little kid you know and i'm still I'm, we're, we're all, like still pretty young um yeah so when when you first got started like how what were the, the initial steps that you took so do you recommend for someone that wants to get started that they start out with an internship or do you recommend they try things on their own and fail and try to figure it out that way? What's like the, like if someone wanted to start doing what you're doing, investing in very high in real estate, what's the first step for them? Yeah, hundred percent. So, I mean, yeah, th- there's those two options. Like you said, you can, you can intern or, you know, be an assistant with somebody, you can shadow somebody or you can, you know, trial and error. My outlook is look, there's, there's failures that every single business person goes through, no matter what industry they're in. Right. So you can either trial and error, which you're, I mean, part of my French, but you're going to get fucking burned if you, if all you do is trial and error. So my, I mean, my outlook is like, Hey, if you can, you know, get burned or learn from someone else's mistakes, who's been through the same thing as you and they've made it, I'd rather learn from the person's mistakes and you know look at what they're doing now that got them out of that then you know do it myself so it's like Mm -hmm. um that's what i did i mean i could have i could have waited till i was 18 and become an agent and you know just kind of figured it out on my own um but i think honestly i think you know it depends what type of person you are but i would highly recommend finding someone at the top of the industry whatever industry you want to be in it, whether it's real estate whether it's you know drop drop shipping whatever it is yeah, yeah. find the top person a top person right and you know if you have to work for free for six months do it like you get your foot in the door learn like um and 
I say highest person in the industry because I think that's that's really valuable. There's a lot of veterans in a lot of different industries that are veterans. They've been there for 10 years, but they're still making the same money they made 10 years ago. So it's like find find someone who's a top earner, a top position, and and work for them. Le- learn from their mistakes. They've been through it all if they're at that position. So that's 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 my advice on that front. Mm-hmm. And then for you, obviously, you started working. Uh, as an intern, kind of getting the ins and outs, and then you kind of branched out into your own company. So can you talk about how that worked and how you got the capital and some obstacles that you kind of faced through that? Yeah, totally. Um, So when I turned 18, uh, you know, 18 is the age where you can officially legally um, get your real estate license. So, you know, I mean, I was an assistant and I was making uh, you know, I, I, I had brought my way up to director of operations of this real estate team. You know, I was making, you know, six figures a year, but I was like, look, I want to get to the next level. Like yeah. six, I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do. Like my, my goals are so big. I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do with six figures a year. So I, you know, I made the decision, okay, I need to, you know, go out on my own. I need to be an agent and I need to do the work that I was doing before, but for myself, cause I, you know, Technically, I was building someone else's empire, even though I was making six figures, I was building someone else's empire. You know, I was doing everything that an agent does for another agent. So I'm like, okay, why would I not be doing this for myself? So that's when I teamed up with a guy, um, Ben McCall. He, he, he's a beast out here in the real estate market. He's done over 2 billion in sales himself, 2 billion. That's like, that's like crazy like 2 billion in property. So anyways, I teamed up with him. Um, now we kind of got a little partnership going on. You know, we're doing high end real estate in, you know, all those areas I talked about and, you know, I'm doing the same work I was doing before and I'm getting my personal image out there. I'm getting my brand out there because I need capital to do what I want to do. And I need capital to help other people, frankly, like you can't help people without, you know, getting into that, that next level. So that's why I did it, you know? Yeah. So you recommend for people who are trying to like break free if they, if they do end up interning, you recommend that in order to like get the capital as well as more experience to kind of find people who are on the same wavelength as you and that have already done it and kind of either partner up with them or work for them for free and then kind of partner up with them. So it's kind of like, you're not really on your own. You kind of have that, that capital and that experience to kind of back you up. Yeah. And I think, I mean, at a certain point, it's great to go alone. Like if you're, if you have, if you have a million in the bank to invest in your, in your business, do it. But like, you know, I mean, people out there like, like, like Gary V, I love Gary V, but he talks a lot about like, you know, just going out on your own and like slumming it. Like, I think, I think it's a good idea in the beginning to just team up with people that are already there because they're going to teach you so many things that would have taken you 10 years of trial and error to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to teach it to you in the first month. So I think, I think, you know, partnering up with someone, I think, you know, a team is always a good thing. If you have other people that are there to keep you accountable and to keep pushing you and make sure you're reaching your goals. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's a win-win frankly. Yeah. And then obviously when you started, you're 15, you, before you got into it, you probably didn't really know much about it. So other than the, the internship where you really got hands-on knowledge, what kind of media outlets or what kind of books or what kind of things did you use to, to really increase your knowledge about the subject, kind of gain more experience to just learn more for the people who are, were in your shoes, maybe 15, probably even yeah. older, that want to get started and by either learning through, through content like that or getting an actual internship? Yeah, I mean, I would do both. I would, I, would, I would get an internship and I would study the crap 
out of personal development, study your industry, know everything you can know about the industry. And, you know, going back to what we talked about before, get your mindset right, because none of it's going to work if your mindset's not right. Like, this, this mindset we talked about before, I had that, right? And I had to get myself out of that. I had to realize what the, what the facts were, and I had to realize what it was going to take to get to that next level and to get to where I want to go. So, you know, YouTube and Instagram, man, that was my, that was my coach, aside from the real estate stuff on, on the personal development end, YouTube and Instagram. Um, you know, guy that, a guy that I used to listen to all the time, Grant Cardone, I'm sure you know him. Um, super nice guy. I've actually got to meet him in LA. So that was crazy. Um, you know, growth conferences, like just anywhere you can get around people that have done it. Like you're going to realize that like the stuff that they, they feed you on the news and in, and in, in some cases in school, is, is just flopsided to like what it really takes and, and how things actually are, you know, in the world of successful people. So I would just say, do anything you can aside from, you know, let, um, partnering up with someone high in your industry, I would get your mindset right. That is such a huge thing. I'm sure, I'm sure you're the same way. Cause you got this, yeah. you got this podcast going talking about mindset and all that. But I think, you know, listen to people that are already there. A lot of people take advice from everyone they hear advice from. I think that, um, you know, most advice is wrong unless the person that's giving it is in the position you want to be in. Yeah, exactly. So, and this is kind of like a personal question that, that I thought of just re- literally off the bat, because in terms of college and everything yeah. kind of mixes everything together. So for college, I, I decided to major in digital marketing. I thought it would give me a hard skill that I'd be able to apply. And if I'm there anyway, might as well kind of gain a hard skill. But um, yeah, very unpopular opinion. I actually decided to minor in real estate. So how, how really like realistic do you think the content that I'm going to going to learn? How really do you think it's going to be helpful at all? Or do you think it's even worth it to minor like that? Or what's your opinion on that? Yeah. I mean, dude, I like, I don't know, like, I, I don't know what they teach, uh, you know, in college for real estate or anything like that not saying it's bad or anything, but like, this is the way I think about it. And, you know, some people might think I'm, I'm obnoxious thinking this way, but like I said, I only, I only take advice from people that are already there. Right. Like my outlook is like, okay, you're going to be, you're going to be in a, in a hall in in your college learning about real estate, but you got to ask yourself, who are you learning it from? Has the professor actually ever sold a house? Has the professor, like, has the curriculum, the person who wrote the curriculum, have they sold a house? Like, do they know, you know, what it takes. I mean, I, honestly, I think probably the college course is going to be mostly law. It's going to teach you like, you know, the contract, uh, you know, law of real estate and stuff like that, which I think is a great thing. Like if you're going to learn contract law and the, and you know, the le- the legalities of real estate, I think that's a great thing. I don't okay. think they're actually going to teach you how to sell a house though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's you know, like- so I think a combination, you know, yeah. a combination of that knowledge that you gain and, and getting with someone who's who's selling houses and doing it actively because you know, that's two different things. There's real estate principles and then there's the actual business of real estate, two totally different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's something that's obviously very controversial where it's like, is it really worth majoring and minoring in things and how is it really going to be applicable to doing it in real life? And obviously for me, like I said, I'm in a certain situation where for me, if I'm already here, might as well do it. So I'm definitely interested in real estate. Yeah. yeah, my dad is, has been doing real estate for a long time. So definitely learning from him combined with the course oh, yeah. and things like that. Definitely. I'll be able, even if it's not something that I go all into, but obviously all the rich people in the world, they have to have some sort of real estate. So 
in general, just learning about how it works, the ins and outs is very, very important to, to really acquiring real wealth. That's just what I think. Yeah. 100%. Like real quick plug to real estate. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. to the listeners, real estate is the number one wealth building machine. Like it yeah. doesn't matter if you're real, you don't have to be a real estate agent for this. You could yeah. be, you could own a company, but like invest in real estate. It's literally the only investment that's not going to go away. People are always going to need a place to live. It's yeah. always rising. Like it's never going to go away. And you're right. All the wealthy people are, you know, a good majority of them are wealthy, like, insanely wealthy because of real estate yeah definitely no matter what business you're in it's it's truly something that everyone needs to at least understand the basic how it works and maybe even have a little bit invested um obviously people are investing in things like the stock market bitcoin but real estate definitely up there with 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 a great return i've seen it you know hands-on i've kind of worked very in-depth in my dad's business to see how it works yeah it's it's really amazing how it works just kind of looking at the different uh different ways that you can make money, whether it be flipping houses or kind of reselling or just different ways like that. Um, but in totally. terms of, in terms of a, a specific question for you, cause I know, like you said, you started when you were so young. Um, so does, did that young age ever have an impact on your credibility and like the way people viewed you obviously as a, as a agent, you know, obviously just starting out? Yeah. I, I mean, that's a huge thing. Um, you know, I struggled with that a lot in the beginning. I was like, you know, I, I felt like people weren't going to respect my knowledge because I was so young, you know, and of course people would say all the time, like, how old are you? Like, you look like you're in high school <laughs> and you know, I, that, that tortured me for so long. I'm like, grow up already. Enzo. you can't be having these people talking to you like that. But <laughs> you know, in the end, it matters about your knowledge. Okay. I don't care if you're 80. I don't care if you're 15. I don't care if you're 23. If you're knowledgeable about the industry, nobody can actually discount you for that. Now, face value, they might say that because you look it, but when you come through with that knowledge and you know what you're talking about and you know, every single house on the market, you know, whatever industry you're in, you, you know, every single podcast out there, about millennial entrepreneurship, people are going to respect that. Like, just know your stuff. It doesn't matter how old you are. Like, you know, face value, people are going to say some stuff. But, you know, people say stuff about everybody. If you know your shit, then you're good. Exactly. Yeah, that's some people just try to get right into it without, you know, doing their homework, doing their research, and really understanding what it takes. So speaking about what it takes, can you kind of walk us through a day in the life? What does it take to really run your kind of real estate agency, real estate business that you're kind of operating right now? Yeah, hundred percent. So, you know, dude, a lot of massive action. Like I learned from Grant Cardone that like massive action is what gets results. So, you know, my day is crazy. Like I wake up at five, um, go to the gym in the morning. That always gives me a jump start. You know, that Mm -hmm. makes my day a hundred percent better feeling good, feeling awake, um, get in the office, you know, from like six to six to eight, I'll do, you know, content, I'll film some content. Um, you know, I'll get my website in order upside update my website. I do that website all, all myself. I still like to have, you know, hold on. I have people helping me with it, but I, you know, I like to oversee it. Um, so work on that in the morning from eight to 10 o'clock, I'll do all cold calls. So two hours of cold calls, eight to 10 is the prime time to cold call people. So, you know, I'll call, people, you know, who've been in their house for 30 or more years and who are potential sellers. Um, so that's strictly cold calling for two hours. I'm up to about 
400 calls a day. I'm not, I don't use Mojo dialer. I don't use any of the, you know, double line dialers. I just strictly my iPhone and a list of numbers. So, um, I'll just cold call people. You know, I have a crazy method. I'll, I'll get like mad cold calls done. Um, so that's from eight to 10, you know, from 10 on, I'll be at listing appointments. I got inspections. Um, I'll, if I don't have any listing appointments or inspections or anything like that, I'll set coffee appointments with some business owners in the area. Um, I always like to keep my face in front of, you know, yeah. big movers and shakers and Beverly Hills and stuff like that um, mm-hmm. for, you know, real estate and some other stuff I got going on. So that's kind of the day up until probably four or five, get back to the office, um, you know, grind out some more content, um, you know, follow up with all my emails for the day, get my, you know, paperwork stuff and done. I'm, I'm usually done at the office around seven thirty, eight o'clock. Um, and then, you know, go home, listen to some audio books, listen to some YouTube videos, stuff like that, pass out by like 10, 10 30. And then, uh, start it all over again. Damn. That's a crazy packed day. I mean, I'm doing a lot too, but you're really hitting it hard every second of the day. Always got time scheduled to different things. That's very, very impressive. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. No, like, um, you know, quick takeaway for, for, for all the people who are going to be listening to this, um, you know, pack it like the, one of the most important things I've learned that's helped me so much is pack your schedule mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of people don't pack their schedule and they have a lot of free time and that's when time gets wasted. We, you know, we really don't realize how much time, how much time is valuable, right? We find money, the most valuable thing in life, but I think, time is because yeah. you know all people with money they're using that money to buy time you know whether they're hiring you know an assistant whether they're you know buying a private jet so they don't have to wait an hour in security line at the airport like it's all buying time so you know if you're starting out and you don't have money to buy time then you use your time to buy time you know what i'm saying so instead 100%. of wasting yeah instead of wasting two hours on netflix you can you know spend that two hours on building your personal brand on instagram it's like it's we all have the same amount of time it's how you use it so i think that's a huge takeaway pack your schedule with stuff that's going to help you exactly man and you know with the whole real estate thing it's it's literally always changing so you really have to spend time like you said listening to content and really consuming what what the the shakers and movers like you said what they're really talking about and what's really next for the industry of real estate so in your personal opinion where do you see the industry or the the business of real estate headed in the next few years especially in your area you know i think it's all cash bro a lot there's a lot of talk about um you know there's a lot of talk about the real estate market and the markets up and down i don't pay attention to that stuff man because like it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's up or down if you're if you if you know how to sell and you you know how to find customers, then you're always going to have a thriving business. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, in terms of the actual market, you know, I I think it's I think it's great right now. Um, you know, the interest rates are so low right now. I think they're at three point eight or something out here. Um, so you know, everything's great right now. All the sellers are coming back out because you know the interest rates are so low. More buyers. Um, no, but you know, to be honest, I always see real estate as booming because. Like I said, people are always going to need a place to live. That's never going to go away. Um, you know, people always need the office space and everything like that. So I think real estate's always going to be booming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like like we discussed earlier, it's definitely something that people just have to have in the back of their minds, whatever they're doing in any industry. Um, yeah. So I want to kind of finish it off with mindset habits and what 
what mindset habits you had, whether that be early on or now, they think really differentiate yourself from other people that are not at the level that you are not as successful. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that time thing is a very important one. Um, thinking about time as, you know, more important because I think, you know, we don't, we don't value time enough. It's like, you know, a day goes by and it's like, okay, that was one day, but you got to think about it in, you know, in terms of your life, like uh, the average human lives 80 years, right? Um, if you're 37, I forget the exact number, but I think it's like, if you're 37, you have something like, you know, I can't remember the number, but it's like a 1500 Wednesdays left or something that's like crazy. that. I can't, that's not, that's not a correct figure, but it's something like that. And it blew my mind. I was like, Oh my God. Like we, like people got to focus way more on time. And if you, I mean, like I said, if you look at wealthy people, they're using their wealth to make more time because they realize that time is valuable. It's more valuable than anything. It's more valuable than money. Um, so I think that time thing is a huge takeaway. Secondly, I think that, um, you know, 99% of people think about money incorrectly. I think, you know, people think that a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. They think a million dollars is a lot of money until you make it right. When you have that money, it's like, Oh my God, like, my if my wife got in a car crash i'm not gonna have money to cover that and still be able to pay all these things we got going on mm -hmm. you know if my dad dies and you know something happens and i gotta pay for it then i'm not gonna have the money so it's like people <clears throat> people don't think think of the abundance of money i think we all need to realize that there's an insane abundance of money out there everybody can have it it's not for a few select people it's not for the rockefellers whatever it's not bill gates isn't going to take all the money there's plenty and plenty of money out there there's trillions and trillions of dollars like think think about this the the u.s government is trillions of dollars in debt why because when we run out of money we can print more the federal reserve is, is privately owned you they literally when they when they run out of money they literally can print more money People don't realize that they think there's a limit to money and they think that, you know, if they make a hundred thousand dollars a year, they're going to be okay. But people need to realize that it takes way, way more money than that. My first goal is 10 million and that's going to be my first goal. Now I'm not special. I'm not like some genius. Like I just realized from, you know, from some of the power players that I've met and talked to, it's like people, you know, People are average because they, they think averagely. Now, if you start thinking like, oh my God, there's trillions of dollars out there. Like my first goal is 10 million. Then it's going to force you to take a massive amount of action. And then you're going to get there and you're going to realize, oh my God, my next goal is a hundred million. Mm -hmm. So it's like just thinking, just that idea of thinking in abundance and knowing that, you know, there's crazy, crazy money out there. There's also crazy opportunities out there. So all you got to do is go get them. It's not for a select few everybody can get it. So that's, you know, that's what I go on my Instagram for. That's what I go on YouTube for is to let people know that that's the main thing is like, you know, people are thinking too small. We got to think bigger. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Enzo, thank you. Thank you so much. You just dropped tons of value that I know that I definitely got tons of knowledge and insight from someone that started at such a young age and kind of walking us through your journey and providing some tangible facts that people can take home and implement right away. So thank you for that. Kind of as a final thought, where can people find out more about you? Kind of plug your socials, YouTube channel, whatever you're working on right now. 100%. Yeah, man. And big ups to you. Like really appreciate, appreciate this podcast. Um, you know, I appreciate you getting it out to the, you know, the young entrepreneurs out there because you're providing insane value, dude. And I love yeah. it. And I'm so honored to be on this podcast. Um, but 
Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, you can find more of my content. My Instagram is at Enzo Enterprises. Um, you know, lots of content I upload daily there. Tons of stories I go through my day. Tons of value up in there. Um, my website's EnzoFiori.com. You can find properties there. You can find everything. Um, I'm actually building a course right now. Speaking oh. of courses, uh, that you, <laughs> you mentioned in the beginning, I'm actually building a course right now. Uh, you know, three ways to achieve any goal. So that's coming out probably early July. I'm building that right now. So that's going to be super cool. Um, got a lot of other courses being filmed, you know, in the making right now. So you can look out for that on my website and my Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so at Enzo Enterprises, Instagram and EnzoFury.com. 100% man. All right. Thank you again. And we'll catch you guys on the next one.